0: completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way, let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Karnath is the co-founder and CEO of WeGrow which is helping scale-ups unlock international markets and grow their strategy, brand, team, and business revenues. In the interview, we discuss how growth and growing hurts and why is it important to be aware of that. He also shares the importance of staying balanced and having the support of a coach and taking small breaks and taking the right steps at the right moment when it comes to fast growth. Hi, Gernot, and welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast.
1: Hey, welcome, uh, Sumit, and very nice to be here.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. And to begin with, for our listeners, can you share a little bit about who you are and what do you do?
1: So my name is Gernot, I'm native Austrian, and I live here in the Netherlands. I work very internationally all around the globe, uh, a lot in Europe and what I love doing is helping other founders to succeed with their international expansion. But I shouldn't say I, I should say we do this because uh, it's a company um, we co-founded a company together with my co-founder uh, a few years ago. It's called We Grow International. So the name is kind of program. We help companies uh, and mostly startups, scale-ups to go international and help them with figuring out how to go into new markets, recruit the people, etc and uh, we love doing this. So me personally, I love building. I love growth uh, a lot. So this is one of my personal values. And hence the name right? We grow. Uh, so personal growth for myself, but for the people that we work with, but also for the people in our team, uh, I think there's a lot of growth and mm. development. So that's a little bit about me as a native Austrian, I do love skiing, so here's the key shape. I grew up skiing, and uh, every winter I try to go up to the mountains and catch catch some powder lines. That's one of my personal passions.
0: Wonderful, thank you for sharing that, and I hope it snows better than last year this time.
1: <laughs> it depends where you go, actually. Yeah, I hope so too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you share a little bit more of your backstory? Right, so you spoke about growth has been a passion, and then uh, international expansion, and then you are an entrepreneur. So where does where do the dots connect?
1: Well, if I look back, I mean, I somehow started out media and uh, business. So I started both. And then when I look back at my career, I always was the person that got thrown at the new things. So I was a uh, new project or head of new business development. I had the chance to build up a venture builder and uh, create a lot of businesses for a big media corporation. That's where I discovered my entrepreneurial talent. I wasn't so much aware of it. So that's kind of led from a more corporate career at the beginning towards venture building. And then I joined a startup and helped them uh, scale internationally together with many colleagues. And um, from that startup scale-up environment, um, it was a next step to found uh, and co-found our company. So this is a bit the red thread that goes through. I love building. I love new things. Uh, I can be um, easily excited and um, I, I really like thinking about what extra business you can set up for mm-hmm. new business propositions what is the growth basically that is uh, still achievable so i'm definitely more the growth leader and i have also been in other times when we had to consolidate businesses uh, or let go of many people so i think that also shaped me uh, in a way it's good to see those moments too um makes you stronger
0: mm-hmm. Can you share one or two key events from your life which uh, which led you to where you are today or any key people who have shaped your thinking?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can share maybe one moment in time that is also, in a way, the birthplace of what we do now with WeGrow. So I think this was around six, six seven years ago. Um, I was part of a very, very fast scaling company. Uh, In that year, when I joined, we grew from 100 to 700 people. We scaled into 17 markets at that time, opened a lot of new markets. And fast forward, 18 months later, we had to scale down. So we had to let go of 300 people. Uh, We had to close half of the markets we were active in because we had made some mistakes. We didn't have enough traction in those markets, went maybe to the wrong ones. And I remember that day when we had to let go so many people, I thought to myself, well, this is really a waste of time and life energy, but also money of investors, of course. But like we had so many talented people that we unfortunately had to let go. And I started talking with my now co-founder about it and we said, let's do something about it. How can we take those learnings and share it with others? And that was the birthplace of WeGrow International, what we do now. Uh, so I think this moment in time marked me in a way. And it led to the growth of another business that now helps many uh, other companies. We work with around 80 to 100 different startups every year. So I'm happy that we can impact and share the learnings that we have, and that we still collect it on the way.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And how do you stay balanced in that uh, space, right? You want to build, you want to grow. But at the same time, no growth is without moments of like downturn. And especially in the last few years, we have seen so much uncertainty and unpredictability. As a leader, how do you keep that balance? How do you manage that for yourself?
1: Growing hurts. So this is something I think it's important to accept it and be aware of it. This goes for a company. So those are the growing pains of scaling companies that can be in growing, but then sometimes even in shrinking. But I think as a leader, also if I bring it back to me personally, looking at the last years, you know, that it has been up and downs, so a lot of uncertainty in the markets. I think it's important to stay balanced. Um, I can I can share one example. A couple of years ago, we were very early in our company uh, growth, and then COVID hits, and we didn't know could client pay us. Uh, what should we do? Will we have to close down the company? Can we keep the employees, etc. We did one very useful exercise for ourselves. We killed the company mentally, right? So we went through that process and said, what if, you know, like what would still be left? And we discovered a lot of network know how, personal assets, experience, et cetera. So we could easily scale it up again. And that set us mentally free and gave me a lot of freedom in saying like, okay, now let's buckle down, all hands on deck, let's keep on uh, doing what we can control and what we can do. And for the rest, let's not worry, because um you know even if your company ends, you personally have a lot of learnings, nobody can ever take that away from you. So that gives me a lot of freedom, I think, and with that also you need to look at your personal life. you know um, I do regularly yoga that helps me. um I work with different coaches over the years that challenge me or help me um look at different perspectives personal life, professional life. Um, And all that together, I think, helps to stay focused and have the right energy.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that uh, perspective. And I speak to many leaders who say that they are too busy, that they have no time for yoga, meditation or anything else. Right. So how would you answer or uh, spread the message that you're trying to say who is somebody who is overwhelmed, who is stressed?
1: I first want to say exactly those things, right? So I, I totally get it. Uh, what do you mean? You gotta make time for it. Again, so much easier said than done. But um, I try to do it. For example, in the morning, I'm really not a morning person, but I try to do it twice a week in the morning, um, and I trick myself. I sign up the evening before. And then if I cancel last minute, I have to pay. And it's really not about the money. It's about that symbol, symbolic um, that kind of <laughs> keeps me in. And okay, then I get out of that. And then I do it. And I've discovered the days when I have done sports in the morning or had a moment for myself. Um, I'm more productive. I'm more balanced. And it's almost like an extra layer around me of protection in terms of all the stress I have to deal with. Um, but it's not easy. Um I travel a lot and then my rhythm gets um, messed mm-hmm. up and, and it's difficult to keep on it. Um, but I can be very persistent and that helps me.
0: Yeah. And can you share a little bit of how does that help you in your day to day, right? Uh, if you have a high pressure meeting, if you have a high stakes conversation coming up, how does that sports yoga meditation helps you in that moment?
1: I think it helps me in a way where I can recognize my own stress level building up. Mm. So I become aware of it and I can try to let it go or sometimes I need to look through it. And sometimes I had meetings where I need to get up and say, excuse me, I really have to take a break now. And then I take uh, five minutes, walk around the block, do deep breathing, and then I come back and I say what I did. And we laugh about it. I'm not ashamed of that. Um, And then we have a really productive meeting, so I become aware of it and ideally it doesn't get to me as fast as it Mm. usually would.
0: Thank you. Thank you for adding that. I think one key thing which I listened from that is uh, like a sense of awareness of what you are doing rather than just being in that doing. And -hmm. so you're noticing when your body is reacting in a certain way or when you're feeling anxiety, and then either you stay in the meeting or you step out, at least you have that choice. Exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of paradox uh, when I first introduce uh, any kind of deep breathing exercises or meditation, it f- feels like it will take away more time. But over a period of time, it actually gives you time back because you are able to more to be more present and you can sometimes go directly where you would otherwise like get lost in circles.
1: Exactly. You train a reflex in your body, I think. And then it's just a program that runs in your body and that you just mentally need to Kick off with something's not even there, then that's easier. So that's what yeah, I like
0: yeah. about it. Yes, and uh, as you said, right, you're a builder. You are you like love growth. I'm something of a similar kind, right? I keep uh, building new ideas, even if I have no time to execute them. Right, they start keep popping up in my mind. This is what should be. I should be doing five years down the line. This can become this uh, in the future. So, what are some of those areas, right, which are already bubbling up in your mind, which will take place? Oh, oh, in so the-
1: many. Just what you just said like i could uh-huh. connect to all those kind of things and i remember i did many years ago i did a, a leadership training um, um in close to paris uh, and we were in the woods we we're out in the forest and we did a, a exercise with the team and at some point one of the coaches tapped on my shoulder and said like hey stop and turn around and i was like yeah i turned around and i looked and i could see the rest of the team was 10 meters away. I was the only one there. I was so far ahead. Mm-hmm. And this is often what I see in my thinking. i I can be like spiraling out of into the future and I'm all around the other street corner and I became aware in that moment of a pattern. So this is a strength, but also a weakness. So what helps me is I need to have people around me who can help me keep the connection with the team. And sometimes shake me and say like, hey, Gernot, um, the team needs that, that and that and has those issues, whereas I'm mentally maybe already a year or two years ahead. So that helps me to counterbalance that, but um, then also develop the plans together as a team and make them come along and see that and discover part of the way themselves. And uh, I think that's something that I really like. Um, so you can put a vision out there, but mm-hmm. then how do you get the people uh, on board? and take them along. I find that fascinating. I'm learning a lot in that regard, to be honest.
0: Absolutely. I love that you brought in your team there because as leaders, sometimes we can make it a solo game and then uh, burn everybody down by our creativity, by our uh, future-driven thinking. But if you bring people who can uh, complement you, then you create a joint vision rather than my vision. Right? Okay. So can you share a little bit more about where are you headed? What does the next few years look like for you?
1: Well, I think we're in a very interesting space, right? We work with uh, so many different growing companies all around the globe, very often in Europe, and also with the investment space. So we help them with figuring out new markets, finding the right people, and then often with M&A and fundraising and, and other growth aspects. And we work in that ecosystem together with investors or with uh, local business agencies, et cetera. So this is very interesting. The service that we're building up are very fast growing. And I think at some point it could also be interesting for us to become shareholder in companies um, or yeah. take on equity stack. And right now there's still a lot to build up in our core business. But when I think about the future, I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, and I think um, maybe also. Being an um, ambassador of sustainable growth, And yeah. I mean, sustainable in a way, not just in the green sense. So. This is one sense, right, and make, make the world a better place. And that gives us a lot of satisfaction if we work for companies that can actually have an impact on that. And sustainable growth in a way where it's not the heavy blitz scaling and you just scale the S out of it, but make it a sustainable game. This will long term change maybe some parts of our society, how we walk around in a city, how many parking spaces mm-hmm. there are or not. Uh, do we give and back um, space to the people who work with those kind of companies that actually help that. So that is the other part uh, where I like to focus
0: on. In the- Thank you for adding that, uh, that part. I think that is so much required. At the same time, when you talk with investors or when you meet startups, I think we, there is also this culture of hyper growth or uh, growing at yeah. uh, any cost, right? Without really realizing what might bite you back in the long term. So how do, you, uh, how do you manage that challenge or what do you see is the biggest challenge for you as you uh, create that path forward for yourself?
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, right? We also love that kind of really fast growth if it's possible and if we see this is sustainable. But um, I don't think it's always the hyper growth that is necessary. Um, this is driven by investment. Um, it also enables a lot, right? So it's like, it's tried it fast, and sometimes it fails fast, so that's okay. Challenges, or let me put it different, the added value that we often bring is we structure that hyper-flow. So we're running pretty, incredibly fast. Uh, we're all from the startup space, so we like to work in that kind of s- speed also, and we do the right steps at the right moment and structure that into a process. Um, I think that's the added value that we bring to any fast-scaling company. Um, because otherwise you might start with step four where you're not finished with step one
0: yeah and can you share some of those signals or indicators that a leader can check in their organization to see if the growth is sustainable or not or if there are some unidentified risks okay
1: so I think a good exercise to do is together with your co-founding team or management team, project yourself one year in the future and ask yourself, why have you failed with your next growth steps? Very often what we see and what we hear back then is missing alignment. Founder A thinks here, founder B there, the CTO in the other direction. So that helps to align the people and get their perspectives on board. The team and the organization is not ready. So if it's, uh, you will see this back in OKRs or in KPIs that people will not achieve, or if it's not clear where they do certain things. Um, so very often the organization grows that fast that the growth is not consolidated yet enough. Mm. Um, and the third thing is we don't see clear plans. Uh, um,
0: it's
1: more on an aspirational level where we want to be market leader in German market or in France or whatsoever. But. What does that mean business-wise? Is it how much revenue? How many lighthouse uh, clients have you acquired? How many hires? And how does the thing look like? Um, how will you get there? So those would be indicators for me um, to look at.
0: Thank you. Can you share something about you which most people do not know?
1: I'm afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs> It's a bit paradox because um, I, when I was living in Austria and I was younger, I also tried and did for a while climbing, rock climbing. And and what I learned there is I can trick myself if I feel that I'm really well in a rope so that when I feel the pressure of the rope and then I felt safe even in height, but if I'm somewhere exposed, this is really hard for me and um, I don't feel comfortable and I keep sometimes pushing myself uh, with the necessary precautions um, to overstep those boundaries. Um, hmm. But even thinking about it, I get a bit of sweaty, sweaty fingers.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite interesting because you spoke about uh, fear and uh, many times leadership requires leaders to go where they have never gone, right? Or suddenly circumstances present which uh, you have to deal with, there is no way out. So how do you deal with uh, uh, fear, right? Because the sweaty palms can happen not just because of height, but also because uh, of the risk of losing a client or something in the market. How do you manage that?
1: I mean, first of all, fear is a natural reaction, right? There's also some good things in it um, in a way where it might make you aware of risks that you were not aware. But, and here really comes the bad. I think fear is one of the worst uh, counselors there is. If you make decisions based out of fear, there will never, never be good decisions. You run away from things or you avoid things or whatsoever. What helps me is um, is a technique that I also learned in the last couple of years is it's called shed a light on your fears or look at the monster under your bed, right? When we were afraid, uh, maybe as kids, that there was a monster under your bed and then maybe our parents put the nightstand lamp and with you together there wasn't any right so it's good to bring all your fears on paper so sometimes when i feel that it within me i write down brutally always what i am afraid of hmm. and that helps me to become aware of it and then i get a percentage of likelihood and suddenly it's kind of like is this really good? but is this is gonna happen i might be super afraid of it But actually, the likelihood is very small. And then, maybe as a third step, you can do what can I do to mitigate those fears? Or sometimes just the exercise of writing it down on a piece of paper helps to get it out of your system.
0: Thank you. And I think think it's important
1: to to deal with your fears, and and that will make you stronger.
0: Yeah, and, and to face them. I think that's what you're suggesting, right? They might be scary, but you can still face them.
1: Exactly. And sometimes I think as a leader, you also have to uh, walk the thin line between what you share with your team and what not, right? So if you just share your field all the time, that might do something to your team. But sometimes it's also good to share and say like, I don't know the answer here or I'm afraid of that. Can we look at it together as a team? And um, I think that also makes you stronger and uh, credible and authentic.
0: Yes, thank you. And I think the exercise which you shared earlier, about uh, killing your company mentally or imagining the worst case scenario can also help you lighten up deal with uh, fear better because uh, what i have learned is that the more you get closer uh, the more fear reduces the more you start moving towards it the fear starts to diminish
1: exactly and start with then small steps right i mean sometimes the big pictures also and um, yeah can be quite intimidating right or big vision can be intimidating but what you can do this afternoon or tomorrow morning might be actually achievable. And um, well, it starts with the first step.
0: Thank you. Thank you for adding all of that. And uh, to wrap this up, right, uh, for anybody who is listening, who wants to know more about you personally or about the work that you're doing, what is the best way to reach out? What is the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Thanks, Amit. for asking that. I think the best way to reach out to us, to me personally, is... You can look at on our website, it's company. There you will find what we do and also our contact details. Um, you can drop me a line by email or reach out on LinkedIn. Um, I'm happy to engage in the conversation. If any founder needs any advice on international growth, international recruitment and uh, scaling in general, I love sparring. I love sharing what we learned, but I also learn a lot from all the founders that I work in a daily daily life uh, every day still. So that's my own motivation uh, in terms hmm. of what I'm doing and, and what kind of growth it brings to me and us as an organization.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Bernard, for sharing your views. And I want to wish you all the best for the upcoming skiing season, as well as everything that you will build and grow in, in the next many years.
1: Yeah, thank you, Samit. Maybe see you on the slopes or maybe see you uh, in one of... I know we might work together.
0: So thanks for having me. Sure. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride, and satisfaction. Not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.